Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of Good Works Podcast. Today, Sarah and I are going to talk about milestones as we gear up to celebrate 50 years at the Community Foundation. And as always, stick with us until the end when we'll tell you what we're looking forward to. Randy. This is going to be a uniquely challenging podcast to record. Yes. Because I got my booster last night. And we just had to wake Randy up for the second time this morning because she has bouts of narcolepsy. Yeah, apparently. I keep falling asleep at my desk, otherwise feeling fine um, and so grateful for the booster. Right. Um, So all of you out there who haven't got their booster yet, maybe stay home. Yes, perhaps stay home the day after your booster. I will say the pharmacist told me that that it that might hit me kind of hard. Yeah. But this morning I woke up feeling fine. Right. So I came to work. Now I'm falling asleep at my desk. Um, <laughs> but it is important to note the CDC has now recommended all adults 18 and up go ahead and get your booster. Right. Um, and you can find that information anywhere. But if you're local, I'll just say um, I was able to get an appointment at the Rite Aid in Corning near Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And I know that particular site is also doing walk-ins every day at 2 o'clock. Yep. And I believe in Elmira, um, my pharmacy that I go to is Gerald Don Hoffman. So um, they've been having appointments as well. So Yeah. So much easier yeah, yeah. than when we were trying to get the first time around. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that little PSA aside... <sighs> Really, we're very excited to talk to you today because we are gearing up for something really special in 2022. It's a huge year for us. Huge. The Community Foundation is celebrating 50 years. Wow. I know. Cannot believe it. I know. Sometimes it feels like we've been here for 50 years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I feel like this morning has lasted 50 years. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. so we we don't want to spoil any surprises. Mm -hmm. We'll have things Mm -hmm. happening in 2022, um, but we're giving you this little heads up. So this is a great year to get even more involved at the Community Foundation. Um, But today we just want to talk about why it's important to celebrate milestones. Yeah. Yeah. And we know there's there's a lot of our um, longtime organizations in the community who have also celebrated big milestones. The Clemens Center, for instance. Oh, yeah. The Arts Council. The Arts Council. Coming up on also a big anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They give us a chance to... to stop and pause and think about how important these organizations are to our community. And I sometimes get that little, it's a wonderful life feeling, think about, imagine if we didn't have them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, some of the things that I think about are, you know, being in that room, like the the two people or, th- or three people that came together and said, why don't we start this thing? Yes. Um, and just the magic that happened, you know, in that kind of conversation. That's right. So just a little, you know, teensy bit of the foundation's origin story. In 1972, there were a group of people in Corning, um, particularly out of Corning Incorporated, that knew about community foundations in other industrial cities. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, Philadelphia, you know, these areas have had community foundations for a really long time. Cleveland was first, and they celebrated 100 years a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this this group of people said, you know, be great if we had that kind of tool that here that could make grants to the community and the community could you know, kind of fill it up, right. invest yeah. the money, and then make some grants. So um, they turned over the idea to a very recent hire at the time at Corning Incorporated, John Peck. He was new in the legal department. He's now long retired, but uh, eventually became a, a foundation board chair. Um, and 
he he filed the legal filings yep. and created this thing. And this was actually several months before the area had a devastating flood in right. June of 1972. And since the fund existed, since the legal documents had been filed, it became a really great area, you know, it became a really great help to the area um, to put charitable funds in flood relief. So it's an interesting story. Sometimes we feel like we've got a lot of ties to flood relief from our very earliest days, but very quickly Mm -hmm. we became, um, in many ways, a very traditional community foundation, especially once Elmira in 1977 filed their own Articles of Incorporation. Um, And, you know, the rest is history. Right. And that looked a little different, right? That story. That did. That was um, a junior league freshman project. Props to our local junior junior props, league. Props to the local <laughs> junior league. And uh, Betsy Dalrymple, uh, for anyone who knows her, she's a wonderful community member, still very active. Mm-hmm. Just saw her not too long ago. Um, she had this similar idea. And um, then in 1993 is when the two came together to right. form the foundation as it's known today. And... Um, At that time, the foundation had about $3 million in assets, and our annual report that will be Mm. arriving in mailboxes in December will let you all know that we've hit $75 million in assets. Holy smokes. So yeah, we've (laughs) certainly grown in in our 50 years. That's for sure. So I just like to take this moment and think about all the things the foundation does and all the ways it touches the community. Um, and so much of that is grant making. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're here. That's exactly why we're here. Um, a lot of the time I think about, you know, the the way we get our money. Um, people mm-hmm. often ask that question, well, how do you, we don't fundraise in traditional ways like other nonprofit organizations do. A lot of the 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 funds that come in were, sort of fostered by the people that came before us. That's right. So long before, um, you know, Randy and I came to the Community Foundation, um, relationships were being made and um, the value of leaving funds in estate plans, you know, those conversations happened years ago. And then the work that you're doing, Randy, now Mm -hmm. is, will benefit the community and the foundation, you know, well beyond our years, perhaps. So The work we do today in setting up estates and future funds is very much that adage of planting trees yeah you know where we'll never see the shade right um but we're benefiting from the shade of trees that were planted by people 50 years ago exactly and we we get to drive around the community um and see all the great things that 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 those funds are able to do Mm -hmm. um to take care of our natural environment and have a vibrant arts community and um a strong safety net for our most, most vulnerable individuals. It's it's really great work. It is. We're really fortunate to be the people who are here. Yeah. Yep. So even though the foundation is celebrating its 50th anniversary in the year 2022, one of our funds is celebrating even a bigger milestone. Yeah. So if anyone out there is familiar with the Margaret Northrop Wilson Scholarship Fund, mm-hmm. it's so special to us. It is a fund that supports students from Addison, Campbell Savona, and Jasper Troopsburg, so some of our more rural areas in Steuben County. And for this is for someone who's graduating from high school and wants to go to college to pursue a liberal arts education because it's recognizing a very wonderful woman who herself uh, was the first in her family to go to college. Mm-hmm. And she taught languages, specifically Latin and French. 
So just to imagine, wow. right, the, you know, all the people she touched and how much of the world she opened up right. to yeah. young people in rural parts of Steuben County. Right. So what's happening in 2022, this marks the 100th anniversary of when Margaret graduated from high school, mm. and she was valedictorian of her, gla- her class at Addison High School. Good job, Margaret. So yeah, good job, <laughs> Margaret. Uh, we are proud of you. Your family, you know, remains so proud of their, their mother who's now gone, but this scholarship is how they remember her and how they honor how much she loved education. Yeah, and her, I mean, 100 years, that's, that's incredible. And her legacy is still alive today, touching... Students today. Students today. There will be a a recipient in 2022 of her scholarship. And imagine, and also it rotates um, around those three school districts, and it's back at Addison this year. Oh, that's really nice. So this year's winner from Addison High School will be receiving a scholarship in memory of the valedictorian from 100 years ago. That's amazing. I think that's interesting, though. So while the Community Foundation is celebrating its 50th anniversary this coming year, each of our funds do have their own little um, milestones and anniversaries. And I think that's something really special about our work is that we, we continually stay in touch with, they just, the funds don't go in a, in a filing cabinet. That's right. We're very much in touch with who these people were, mm-hmm. um, what they were passionate about, um, so that we can carry on their passions into the future. It's all the most wonderful things about legacy. Yep. We are all standing on the shoulders of people that came before us and took, you know, huge steps forward. Maybe they were the first in their their family to go to college. Right. Maybe they were the first in their family to start a business or or, you know, they became they created a family business that now is wildly successful. Right. Right. Yeah. Like who knows? Everything that we have today started somewhere. Right. And there's nothing better than philanthropy mm-hmm. as the linkage to the past. Right. So, congratulations, mm-hmm. Margaret. You're not you're not here, but we know your family is, and uh, we're proud of your 100th uh, your milestone of 100 years since you were about valedictorian. So, <laughs> oh well, lots more right. to come in yep. our 50th anniversary. Um, but what are you looking forward to? That's a little bit sooner than that. Well, so tis the season for all things holiday-ish. Yes. I know this coming weekend, it's a lot, it's, you know, been a tradition. I don't even know how many years it's been going on, but Sparkle in Corning um, starts this weekend. So really looking forward to that. Um, There's another, um, there's craft fairs happening Mm -hmm. all over the place from now until probably right before um, Christmas. But there's one that's going to be happening in the new event center at Clute Park this weekend. Um, It's a beautiful center. Um, I'm not sure if the ice skating rink will be open yet, but um, there was some delay in building that. So... But it, even if you're not interested in crafts, mm-hmm. go check out the center because it's the building is actually really, really beautiful. So oh, that yeah. is a wonderful idea. So yeah, yeah. lots coming lots up right coming here up. in the area. Yeah. Um, and if you're feeling like nestling in at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. going to say, what I'm really looking forward to is at the end of the year when there's a little bit of downtime. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just looking forward to trying to hit the stack of books that's yeah. next to my bed. It's <laughs> yeah. 
grown a little bit embarrassingly tall. Mm -hmm. And I added another one to it yesterday, so I don't know what I was thinking. So I'm actually looking forward to that little bit of hibernation between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Um, and I hope that others get a chance to slow down as well. Yeah. I know not everyone, I mean, obviously frontline workers, uh, people in hospitals, you know, they're not everyone has what I would consider this is a great luxury right. of a little downtime. Um, but those of us that do have a little bit of luxury, um, I hope that everyone maybe, you know, finds at least a little moment of peace, a little moment of quiet. Yeah. Um, I'm usually looking forward to big things in the community, but that's truly what I'm looking forward to. And I think it's because I am so sleepy. <laughs> I was just going to say that. COVID. I think you booster. need Everybody take a nap. Everybody take a nap. That's what I'm wishing for for the whole community yeah. is naps for everyone. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think you're right, though. In the hustle and bustle of the season and stuff, make sure you take some quiet time and some time for yourself, too, to to reflect mm-hmm. um, and, and to also maybe envision what maybe the next year is going to look like for you. That's what's so wonderful about January is that yeah. sense of new beginnings. Yeah. And what better way to, to start a year than with a fully charged battery? And a new bujo. And a new bujo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Sarah, for this conversation. Uh, And thank you to everyone for listening. This has been the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast.